Here we go. Settling in. He ain't got no selfies on the ground. So hot, so hot, so hot. Whoa, Justin, wow. I've listened to to Touch in Public by Charles McMansion about six or seven times in the the last few days. You're definitely their number one fan. I think I am. They've got like 20,000 plays on Spotify, which I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah, like 15,000 all from you, I think. Yeah, mostly a lot from me. Rest in peace to the... Tom Sandoval's bandmate, who was not killed by the CIA. I've read bozos on the internet being like, look into it. Look into it. I'm like, the CIA is not wasting their time and resources killing the Charles McManson mansion guy. No, they've got a lot of balloons from China to worry about. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. This is entertainment, entertainment, an entertaining conversation. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Comedians Justin Angermeyer and, and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. We're playing some uh, Charles McMansion, if you didn't know that band. It's Tom Sandoval's, I guess, one of his first music projects. One of, yeah, um, probably, yeah, at least one of the first we publicly saw. Yeah, I mean, um, we also saw him play, like, some carnival fair in, like, probably like, Anaheim, California. Where Kristen was the only one still standing and like doing yeah. like rocker hands yeah. It was, yeah it was very it was good, good Jax was like f- f- so jealous oh yeah <laughs> he was incredibly jealous yeah because uh, um yeah if you've been living under a rock seriously time to crawl out of, from under that rock because breaking news in the Vanderpump world huge news it's kind of sad Tom and Ariana are Tom Sandoval Ariana Maddox have called it quits been, yeah they, they, they were part of our lives for a long time, part of everyone's lives for a long time. <laughs> everyone's. Part of everyone everyone's. in the world's lives for a very long time. <laughs> and it's over. It's over. It's over now. Um, we, you know, we can't forget, you know, there were rumors going back, you know, to last year. Mm-hmm. First it was like, rumors started, they broke up. And then it was like, no, they're together, they're in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of don't hear anything about it. Then all of a sudden this weekend. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You know, apparently Ariana looks at Sandoval's phone at one of his shows, and there's some sexy videos of Raquel Levis. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? I read that it was apparently like a FaceTime video, so I don't know if you can like... That's what I read, uh, that apparently was some like... I don't know if you can like save... I've never used FaceTime. I don't I've know if you could like... I've also never used FaceTime. Very proud yeah. of that. Yeah, no, we're a little old. <laughs> I think we've just... We're, we're, we're old. We're also not like iPhone people. Like, no, you know, I, I, yeah, have, I, don't, I, I don't need... I have a $90 yeah. LG that I love. Exactly, yeah. Fine. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I always get the cheapest Samsung that breaks every year and a half, yeah. and it's fine. And uh, I also really don't need... I, who who talks on the phone? Like, who wants to be talking to someone I, on a phone? I, I, I'd rather not. I agree. You and know? the answer is a lot of people. I, oh, all everyone. day, all day, I'm just seeing people oh, FaceTiming each other. It's really crazy. The only thing that makes sense is when I see, like, teenagers do it. Because, like, if I was a teenager, I would probably be doing that with my other teenage friends. Because it's almost like they're instant messenger, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. But, and, yeah, and texting is, you know. Because, like, when we were growing up in, like, AIM, AIM yeah. was such a, like... New thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and by the, and these kids have grown up, like, text. they were texting when they were, like, three. So, right. like, they yeah. Were, they were, they have different hands, have evolved a different way in order for them to text. So, I yeah. think it's, like... So, FaceTime makes... You're right, it makes sense for teenagers yeah. to, be, to be FaceTiming each other. But when you just have, like, you know, people who are retired just, like, walking around New York very slowly FaceTiming other retired people, it's <laughs> it's a little... 
what is this for? Um, well, yeah, but seriously, kind of shocked that uh, Tom, Tom and Ariana are done because of Raquel sent some kind of like masturbation video through FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, they- it's crazy <clears throat> that that was. I mean, obviously, there's been some like you know, um, Ariana had uh, kind of a girl-on-girl liaison. Her and Lala had a thing that happened. Yeah, and, you know, we always talk about the one episode, too, with Sandoval. There was, like, an episode of Vanderpump. Uh, I I should have looked it up before the podcast, but there's an episode, I think it was, like, season six. It's the episode where they're all on the balcony and Jackson Bo call the girls. Like, it's a boys' night, but some girls have showed up. I think it was, like... The episode it was like an episode where that girl Dana, mm-hmm. like it was like before she became a cast member, and yeah. like all the rumors are that she like blew Peter that night. Uh, good for her, yeah. You know, you know, just getting getting down there, it's blowing Hollywood. Peter, getting yeah. on the show. Good, right. good for you, Dana. That's what you do. Uh, and and yeah, and that was the night where Sandoval, like we saw in the background of a scene, Sandoval's like on the balcony with this girl with like yeah. crazy trying to fuck energy, crazy, like, yeah. like crazy. Cornering this girl on a yeah. balcony in the background. It's like all it's she like, had Whoa. to do was uh, like unbutton her pants and they were fucking. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, he had crazy fuck energy on that balcony. So it's always, yeah, there's always, like you're right, there's always been speculation. But just this week, like it's it's crazy that it's Raquel. Like you didn't know it was no. going to be Raquel that broke up this relationship. It's kind of insane that Raquel, her character throughout this show has been such a side character you know she was like james's pageant girlfriend that they all made fun of she was kind of the butt of the joke of like every every one of those cast members and ariana was kind of one of the only people that was consistently i think kind of kind to her Mm, and and we've been talking like it also just shows raquel's uh post james relationship rumspringa that she's been on where she's just this reckless drunk she's unhinged she's making out with everybody on the cast this tom schwartz uh, smoke and mirrors thing that she gave us. Wow, you know? yeah, it was very smoke and mirrors. Yeah, yeah, very smoke and mirrors. You know, alluded at- to hooking up with one Tom. Really, she's having a six month affair with the other one. It's like who knew? Evil Raquel. Who yeah, knew? yeah, who knew? it was very. Look at my left hand while my right hand does something. You know, right. it was very. That's really uh, something there. Yeah, I didn't realize this. I saw something that yeah, uh, Sandoval dressed as her for this past Halloween, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, all right, my first thought with this whole thing was that this is a stage storyline. This was my initial thought. Yeah. Uh, I was like, the mania is so concentrated and so high and coming from so many different directions in this. I'm like, that this was a... Sandoval and Ariana had, had did, like, those rumors that came out last year, they were broken up were true. They mm-hmm. broke up last year. He had a fling with Raquel and Bravo and the producers were like, all right, this will be our... Mm. Like, you think Ariana knew about it and is like condoning this breakup to keep the show going is that what you're saying that they all just kind of you know knew what was going on Uh but you know this was going to be a new you know a a new storyline for the Mm -hmm. show was going to arise mid-season yeah um the one thing that's keeping me being like no i think this is real is like i'm reading that she like raquel fired her pr team and hired a whole new like public relations team Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's kind of weird. Like to mm. me, that makes it feel like okay, this is this has a more more reality to it than I'm willing to give a credit. Like she needs to hire a crisis team. Yeah, like yeah. she's literally like hired like a crisis team. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess with these reality shows, it's like who knows what's real and what's just like kind of. I guess it's always just extremely exaggerated. So yeah, it's like who knows if they how how serious this affair has been for seven months and now. 
But I, I really don't know. I just think the reaction to it, honestly, has been so insane. It makes me a little bit embarrassed to even be a fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. To even be, like, uh, interested in this. Because people have been reacting like they have some kind of personal investment in it. And, it's, like, it's their real- BFF, Ariana, has hmm. been cheated on and it's disturbing it's really psychotic it's disturbing i don't understand too this i wanted to like i feel like there's been uh, at least and it was whatever it's just it's meaningless online discourse that i should ignore and not get worked up about but i feel like there's this like rush to i'm not saying from ariana i'm saying just from like people talking about it like there's this rush to like victimhood mm. where it's like oh, yeah. i've seen people being like Emotionally, she may never recover from this. She may, it's like, if we're so team Ariana, like, can we just say that she's strong and she'll be fine? And yeah. this will, this will suck for her, but she's gonna, she's fine. You yeah. know, you know, like, she's not going to never recover emotionally from this. Yeah. Clearly, they have both been fucking other people yeah. for years. Yeah. Like, everyone settle down. Yeah. Everyone like- settle down. It's like you, if yeah, a masturbation video from Raquel would be everybody's last straw. You know, that's like, yeah, doesn't matter what the, you know, like you can fuck around as much as you want, but if you get a masturbation video from the girl who's like, I want to help special needs kids, like you'd be like, you know what, I think I'm done. I place, think that's it. Place fifteenth in her last Miss California pageant. I mean, that's what's really causing Raquel's rum spring. Is the the miss the aging out of Miss California? She's aged is... out of pageants, and now she does not know where to put her energy, and it's chaos. It's really crazy that was yeah that's maybe is my favorite moment from this current season of Vanderpump so far is when she was on her like quote-unquote date with Peter and she just broke down sobbing over her aging out of the pageant it's like wow that's where this is all coming from I think so yeah yeah it's it's really it's really good stuff she's mourning the pageant her pageant past and uh being reckless uh with her body and her love. I don't know. Yeah, that um, was a more eye-opening shocker to me than, you know, I think her hooking up with both Toms, kind of, in what, a way. her? Just like, or, no, I shouldn't say more eye-opening, or just more interesting to me. Her pageant. Her, her pageant, like, her own emotional breakdown over aging out of pageants. Yeah. To me, it feels like it should be a way bigger story right then is being made like yeah. i couldn't she so she made out with tom schwartz and has been fucking sandoval for seven months it's like kind of who cares right uh they all fuck each other they all they do. all fuck each other yeah. like yeah like yeah but there is like a real darkness to somebody who's mourning the loss of their pageant career yeah. on a reality show yeah yeah definitely that's yeah. a window they need to explore deeper like yeah. let's get her if i was the reality producer i'd be like hey raquel weird enough there's actually um a pageant down the block? Do you want to go just, like, check it out? Like, you know what I mean? How they, like, push these people to react. Yeah. I would push her towards Oh, that. you're too old. <laughs> oh, you're too like, old now. Oh, Raquel, you're such an expert. You're such an expert. If you could just, like, sit in the... And, like, watch <laughs> it for us. If you could just react to the pageant, that would be so great. It'd be, it would be... Yeah, like, you're like, oh, you should mentor one of the pageant girls, Raquel. That would be really interesting. And, like, really yeah. women, women helping women. Women helping women, you know? Yeah, like, that's really... Like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, me too. Really, you yeah. know? Uh, all right. Another question about this, you know, because the stories come out that apparently Ariana calls Sheena, like Sheena and uh, Raquel are together filming Watch What Happens Live when this mm-hmm. whole thing goes down. Uh, Ariana calls Sheena, tells her about it. Apparently, 
Sheena basically beats up Raquel. Yeah. Punches her in the face or something and pushes her into a brick wall. I don't, I don't know if I believe that. this. No, I don't believe it. And I think we're going to get a scene of her of like, you know, in whatever these new episodes they filmed are. There's going to be, but I'm like, I'm going to be really looking to be like, is this makeup? <laughs> is this cut above her eye? Like some makeup? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see Sheena as an aggressive person at all. Like she's not Lala. Who, no, like, if it was Lala, know? I could believe it. I yeah. feel like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe Sheena's crazy. I, I mean, Sheena is crazy. So. I don't know, maybe she would just go off the rails and throw a punch. But Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think the whole, the way they hold, the way they're telling how this story rolled out is suspect. Like, I don't think Ariana, like, they say that, like, oh, she was at the comms concert and the phone fell out of his bag and that's when she found the phone. It's like, no, you're probably just looking through his phone while he was on stage, to be honest. Like, I don't think yeah. she, you know, it's like, I don't think the phone fell, I think... All the kind of like the way they're telling the story is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, like I don't think it all yeah rolled out the way they're saying it. Yeah, it's, it's very dramatized. Yeah, sure. and I'm, and I'm you know if you know if you watch reality TV, it's like pro wrestling. You need to suspend your disbelief. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know that these are people playing a fictionalized version of themselves to some extent. Exaggerations, like, like, exaggerations of themselves to some extent. You know, a lot of this stuff is produced, and, that, and I think it's like totally fine. It's, right. it's like great. It's TV. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but to me, there is some stuff that I'm like. I don't know. This just feels like, you know, because now you got the whole audience is going to be locked in on the rest of the season trying yeah. to like trying to figure out like what was ooh look at what Sandoval did here. Look at what Raquel did here. Yeah. So now you got people locked in. Yeah. You got these two new episodes coming out, whatever it's going to be, or one new episode plus the reunion, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little suspicious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, is this just to keep the show going? Is it just to keep eyes on the show? But I don't know. With Bravo, there are these kind of things that happen that are like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like people go to jail on on television on Bravo. Like the. You know, people yeah. get cheated on, the divorce, like, there are these kind of, like, very real-life moments that happen, yeah. and it is, it does, people do, and that's what people love to watch on Bravo, so, again, it does, it is suspicious, and it also is true. very believable at the same time. Tr- very you know? true, because that's one thing I keep, like, talking about, you know, in my, in my own debate in my head of whether or not <laughs> this is real, if this is completely fake, completely put on, yeah. is, like, it could be real, and, you know... Just because the hype is so crazy doesn't mean it's fake to me. You, you know, yeah. for me, you know, because I, I get really cynical with it. I'm like, oh, God, this is so fake, obviously. Yeah. And all this hashtag Team Ariana stuff, it's all planned. Uh, but then I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe this was something that just happened. And then obviously Bravo, we're like, well, right, we're jumping on this. And it's, yeah. oh, it's yeah. a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's going to, like, even Andy Cohen said, like, how many can, like, we just added. Yeah, it just, like, extends the reunion episodes. It's just, yeah. like. It is the best thing to happen for these reality shows when people's yeah. lives fall apart. The shows uh, come together. Here's <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, it's like yeah. and, and, here's 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 the thing too. Why I think, but where I go with potentially staged and maybe the whole cast got some like ultimatums before this season because mm. you know there's a lot of talk about how, you know the show's going downhill, yeah. the interest is lacking, they lost some cast members, some controversies happened. Uh, this season just feels like they all knew they had to go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. James Kennedy just straight up threw his sobriety away. Like, he's just full-on yeah. drinking again. Yeah. And I think it's just for the show. I think it's full-on just for the show. I don't think so. Maybe I'm, maybe, yeah, maybe I, that's insensitive think, to say. But I just think James, I just, maybe it's like, you know, I do think James and Raquel are actually struggling with this breakup. It does, it does seem like the more you watch it, they are both that's kind very, of like, true. Yeah. They, they are kind of struggling with the fallout of this relationship. It's kind of shocking because you looked at that relationship and you were like, these two vacant people 
what what is there to mourn but it felt like, like there was a lot of love there like i think i said to you I when guess. we were watching i didn't see it during like i'm like i'm saying while i yeah. was watching this relationship on television i didn't really see a lot of love but now that they broke up there's clearly a lot of like yeah i'm, I'm talking about yeah just now. specifically both of them in the yeah. aftermath where i'm like it absolutely feels like there was more actual love there than in Schwartz and katie for like oh yeah you, you like the those two i don't know what was going on there Swords and Katie is like a whole different. It's just yeah, I guess these shows that that's why they are kind of interesting because yeah, it's like two very different toxic relationships have broken up. But but you're right, it does seem like wow, Vanderpump all of a sudden went from being a fledgling, bo- borderline boring reality show to now being like it, the most it, inter- talked yeah. about show on Bravo. Yeah, it went from pickleball in Rand's backyard right. to James Kennedy's drinking again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say the Tom Kenny divorce is specifically for this season because that was just something that had to end five mm. years ago, five six years ago. Just but did. their relationship, they did kind of stay together. I mean, I think it's like openly talked about on the show, or it's not borderline. It's like they're they got married and stayed together specifically so they could for the stay sh- on the show. Mm, I mean, it was like yeah, okay. I think that was kind of like. Yeah. Or at least talked. I mean, a little bit obvious. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they would have either stayed together that long if it wasn't for Bravo and the restaurants that they got involved in and all that stuff. I think they they knew that if they stayed together, it was their ticket to staying on the show. I think so. Yeah, because yeah, Schwartz yeah. wasn't working at the restaurant. He was always just dating Katie. Yeah. So in before, the early seasons, he's just Katie's boyfriend. Yeah. When his like when he gets the character label, Katie's mm-hmm. boyfriend. Yeah. Before Tom Tom started, he really didn't have a secure spot on the show. No, he was he, too anxious to bartend. Yeah, so if, um, yeah, so if Katie dumped him, he was off the show pretty exactly. much. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, I think that their relationship, I, I, I don't really know. But the fallout is disturbing to me. Like, the, 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 these crazy online fans threatening Schwartz and Sandy's, like, threatening the, the restaurant yeah. business. I mean, that's fucking crazy. Like, who I, are these people? They're psychotic. I, I, I saw people, like, saying, like, this Toms should be off the show now. And I'm like, the only reason you care about the show right now is because of the Toms. Yeah, like, what are you talking like, about? Yeah, yeah like... It's, it's just really terrifying. Really terrifying. Really I mean, I'm terrifying. Lala, I think, because you showed me that one video of Lala, or I don't know if I watched a video of Lala... Because she was one, I think she initially, she called for a boycott of not supporting, of not supporting Tom Sandoval and his ventures. She is so dark. She's really dark. She's a QAnon Vanderpump. There she goes. (laughs) QAnon, yeah. QAnon mom on Vanderpump. QAnon, yeah. Yeah, calling for the boycott, like calling for boycotts. It's just, I don't know, it's really disturbing. I think the reaction, this like online react, it's just disturbing. Like people who just live their lives online. Online. It's so terrifying. It's really scary. Like it, this, the restaurant had to put out a statement. Like, hey, uh, yeah, we are disappointed too in Tom's behavior, but there's a lot of people who aren't famous who work here, and uh, we are not Tom Sandoval. So please come to like. It's also like calling out the restaurant. You know, like, what the fuck does a restaurant no, have to do with any someone of cheating? Exactly. I was just gonna say, like, you know, I'm not justifying what Tom Sandoval did. It's like you know, if you're really stuck in the sexless relationship or whatever he's claiming right now, you should just talk to your partner and then split if that's what you decide. Don't just, like, fuck someone. But at the same time, cheating our spouse isn't a crime. Like, I saw people, like, online being like, we need to hold people, like, doing the, we need to hold people accountable. And it's like, accountable for what? Yeah. Like, accountable for what? Are you... Ariana's brother like what are you even talking about hmm, accountable for uh uh act 
acting a certain way because you're on a reality show. Like, who watches reality shows for the morality of it? Yeah, it's and a I, show based on bad behavior. It's fucking crazy. That's what the whole show is. Yeah, no, people have really lost. We've lost. Yeah, we've lost it. We've lost. <laughs> we've lost. Um, yeah, and yeah, and it is like it's just, and I do think it's an overwhelming minority of people who are just these very online and dictate. Where all of the online discourse anymore. goes. I don't know. It seems like everybody. I do. Oh, well, and well, specifically about Schwartz and Sandy's. Supposedly Schwartz and Sandy's was like packed all weekend, oh, like completely okay. flooded. Yeah, the way because like people. Because I. So I think like yeah, like I think this is going to be good for their business. I don't think anyone's yeah. going to actually like boycott it. Just a bunch of losers writing negative Yelp reviews. That's like, true. Like what are you doing with your time? That's true. This probably is all, all in the end, all net positive for yeah. everything. I, I should have looked it up before the podcast, but supposedly Greg, you know, their business oh, partner, God, Greg, Greg yeah. Greg's supposedly been having like online meltdowns about this. <laughs> Just like he's really upset. Yeah, well, Greg, he's he's the new star of Vanderpump. Clearly. It's like Greg and Raquel were stars of season two, were season 10 stars. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. No. Yeah, nobody saw it coming. I kind of feel bad for Raquel, to be honest. I feel like people are shitting her on her this way again online in a way that's like treating her it's like all this bullshit online of like women supporting women and then like one girl you know isn't isn't it like women support women like this whole one girl does thing. one thing and you trash some girl yeah. because some idiot like hooked up with her who's in a relationship and you're like vilifying yeah. Raquel. It's like everyone is and, Everyone is crazy. Everyone, the internet and is this like is the new Catholicism. It it's is. like the new Catholicism is. is the internet, and it's yeah. scary. <laughs> yeah, and it's also yeah, like Raquel's fresh out of a long term relationship. She's just trying to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's like we really need to like villainize these people. Really, like this is entertainment. You yeah, idiots. you idiots. This is not. Yeah, this is not your town church or whatever. Like nobody is getting hurt. I mean, also yeah, Ariana is going to be fine. Like, yeah, like it'll like it sucks fine. and like she'll be hurt, sure, yeah. as anyone would if their you know long term spouse does this to them. But like, do we need to make her a victim? Like, what good does it do anyone to yeah. be like she is a victim and we don't know if she's going to recover? It's like yeah. she's she's fine. I saw like the New York Post had pictures of her like their thing was like McDonald's. Okay. She was getting McDonald's, and that was the the press got her, and she was like giving the finger to the press. Uh, Good lord! And people were like, "She looks amazing!" <laughs> like it's just like everyone is insane. Yeah, everyone needs to settle down. Yeah. and just enjoy the TV show. Yeah, just enjoy the show. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry. I don't think this necessarily means Sandoval is a bad person. No, I think he. All right, this is a stupid bad thing he did where he probably hurt his partner but i don't think this defines him no uh i don't think this means raquel's a bad person no you know like they're all they're all whatever it just means that uh like we've been saying sandoval's narcissism is at another level yeah this this is peak sandoval yeah he thought he could get away with hooking up with someone that close to ariana and he didn't and like (laughs) yeah i just think this is gonna burst his little i'm a rock star bubble a little bit but maybe not a lot honestly this is all it is all going to be net positive and it's going to make Sandoval think he's even more hot shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm interested, yeah, because we, like we said, I think on last week's pod, we have tickets to see Tom Sandoval in the most extras. Four tickets only need May. two. If we got four, only need two. <laughs> we have them, though. Yes. Uh, and I'm excited to see the energy at that show. Because oh well, we're seeing wait. we're seeing newly single, I mean, unless he's going straight into a relationship with Raquel, who, which, who knows? That's the question, yeah. really. It's like, yeah. how does this play out with him and Raquel now? Because... 
yeah, it is interesting. Like what, yeah, is it going to be a relationship or is it just going to continue to be like this kind of hookup post Raquel Rumspringa that she's on just going through last year of her 20s? Yeah. It's all about, it's all about my last year of my 20s and I just want to live it up. Yeah, she's very upset that she gave her 20s to James Kennedy. She's really upset about it. Now, yeah. she, now she's giving her 20s to anybody who asked for it, clearly. Yeah, and um, Gassy Peter. Gassy Peter, <laughs> you know, like... yeah, post-divorce Schwartz, rock star Sandoval, it's just... You want to make out? Oh my god! <laughs> like, no, I'm making fun of Raquel, but what do you know? Well, we're not calling her. Uh, you know, we're not, no. I don't think she's an evil person. No, we're not asking people to like go find her and tie her up and burn her at the stake. We're not, not at all asking yeah. that. Yeah, you're trying to not support her endeavors. No, I think she's really coming out of her shell, and I kind of love evil Raquel. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is the most I've been interested in Raquel ever. Yeah, as I, far as the uh, Vanderpump Rules circle goes i'm just gonna be watching to see at the reunion if she brings up her um her dream to work with special needs kids i'm gonna uh, that's what yeah I'm i think it's been because... a couple seasons since we've heard her no that was last season oh that was last reunion. year that yeah. was last year at the reunion okay that was her plan post james was to go back and i've always wanted to work <laughs> i've always wanted to work with special needs kids and i think that i'm just gonna really focus on that and yet she just gets slutty and i love it so i'm gonna excited yeah, to see you know. if this reunion she, they're going to ask her again what her plans are and she's going to be like well I really think what I want to do <laughs> I, I read online allegedly I don't know you know how how you know uh, factual this article was she allegedly has the biggest net worth of any of the Vanderpump casts allegedly she's worth 30 million dollars I mean, I don't know. I, I guess mean, so. because she has a big Instagram following, you can make a ton of money doing that. I think uh, she comes from money, and she, yeah, maybe her family, and that's what. Yeah, it does I, seem I like she comes too, from a rich she, family. She probably just could just be a rich kid as well. Yeah, um, yeah, and then it was like so. It was like her at thirty, Schwartz and Sandoval each at like four, mm-hmm. and then I think it was like Katie at two mm-hmm. million. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean. I don't think Raquel's thirty million dollars is from her pageants and her and her Instagram. Weight, no, yeah, yeah, her, her yeah. Uh, sir tips and her Instagram. I do think she has like a because, like again, with the yeah, last... if you're worth that much money, that's like either you're Adam Sandler twenty years into his career, or yeah, yeah you've just come from you know. Yeah, I just think also at the reunion last year, I think her dad picked her up, and he totally had like rich dad vibes. Like, mm, so I, yeah. I think she comes from a lot of money. That makes sense. Know. Yeah. Okay. But, I, so that was an interesting thing. I was like, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Evil Raquel. There's things we didn't know about her. You know. Yeah. There's things we did not know about her. Yeah, but we'll, we are learning. We'll see where this. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where it goes. We'll see yeah. where this goes. We're all locked in. Yeah. Very uh, you know, real fake, whatever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm bought in hook, line, and sinker. Oh yeah. Touching public. Here we go. Yeah. Very excited. She ain't got no selfies on the gram. Oh, my God. I can't believe. Yeah, so I guess we should talk about Charles McMansion for a second. Yeah, so, let's get into Charles McMansion. Charles McMansion, great name. Great, great name. name. Great name for a, for a band. Sure, yeah. Why not? Clever, clever, yeah. clever. Yeah. And especially, and this um, is probably like 2015-ish when they were around. I feel like it fits that era kind of. We're like peak comedy boom at this mm, point. Yeah, clever, you clever. Know, Everything's it's silly, clever, clever land. It's funny. This is right before Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. And the 
his partner in that um, that band uh, has an interesting uh, trajectory. After Charles McMansion broke up, he got really into like QAnon, and he was also prominent guest at Dane Cook's uh, Game Night. Which wow, was, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's another Game Night guy. Another Game Night guy, which we've talked about before. Game Night was this. Uh, just look it up. It's just, just the, it's it just up. these like Instagram posts on for Dane Cook where he like it's like fifty people. It seems to be a lot of men of a certain age and a lot of girls of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, in opposite directions. Having a game night. A quote together. unquote game night. Yeah. Dane Cook writing like very personal like. Michelle and Seth, you guys are great with your costumes. Seth being Seth Green. Yeah. Uh, you know, R- Roger with your baseball bat and Peter what like just like yeah. saying these like weirdly specific things about the night and you're like what does this mean uh, and it was clearly yeah it's clearly just 40 year old men getting trying to maybe get jerked off by 16 and 17 year olds like yeah. these girls were like literally like 16 15 17 it's weird stuff yeah it's like some Hollywood hopefuls hooking yeah. Up, yeah trying to yeah uh, these older wow, Hollywood so guys. Wow, so Charles McMansion guy was there. He was at game night. He was at Dame Cook's game night, and then he got really into QAnon, and he was at the Capitol... I think he was at the Capitol riots, or was he at the Capitol riots? I, I can't confirm I, nor deny. I think he might have been at the Capitol riots, and then he committed suicide. Yeah, so, but hey, look into it. Yeah. <laughs> CIA got him. Yeah. They got the Charles McMansion guy. And now they're coming after Tom and Ariana's relationship. You guys, it's really the CIA. Yeah, it's the CIA. It's the CIA has done this all. Do your research. Yeah, do your research. Do your research. Where we go one. Yeah. We go Charles McMansion. Yes. Um, anyway. They got him and they got McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> that's who they got. Oh my God. That's who they, that's who they got. Those were the real threats to... They were the truth tellers. Do your research. The curl guy with the curly hair from Charles McMansion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's what's going on in the world of reality TV. I think there's nothing else going on in the world of reality TV. That's just all. Yeah, no. It's all Vanderpump right now. It's all Raquel and Tom. It's and crazy. It's all Raquel and Tom. All Vanderpump, and deservedly so. I think this is you know I, I would say my for me I'd say the best reality show ever. Uh, and I think it deserves this crowning moment in season 10. <laughs> I am skeptical to give it that much of my, uh, I, I, I don't know about ever, but yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's up there for sure. It's yeah. up there and okay. it's yeah. continuing to prove itself to the audience, I think for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and it seems like, I don't know, I, I think we, I think we just bought ourselves another couple seasons here. So <laughs> I felt like we were like really in a, it really, this could have been really been it. If this season didn't deliver, I feel like it really could have been it for this crew. And I think it bought itself at least another two years. Yeah, true. But again, it could be... It could be some uh, Charles expansion. Yeah, and, and you know what? Let's get Lala. Can you hook up with Rand again? Like, let's get Rand back. I know. God. Apparently, also I read this. I didn't read his tweets, but apparently Jax has been tweeting about uh, the Ariana Sandoval thing. And apparently he's like, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> I want Jax back. Jax needs to be back. Jax, Jax Brittany, back. Kristen, and Rand. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I want Jack's back. That's, yeah, uh, that's yeah. all I care about. I don't even, yeah, I'm like, we could lose. I don't even care if they don't address the Raquel and Tom thing and they just brought Jack's back. I would be happy with that. <laughs> I want Jack's back. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's okay. time. I don't know if Lisa has just like really, you know, she felt his head was too much, got too full and that's it. He's just done forever now, but, uh, yeah. we'll see what happens there. I want him back. Anyway. I agree. Speaking of... Um, I don't even know how to do a transition. Things that are... Speaking of things that are dead. Thinking, yeah. Like the Ariana-Tom relationship. We, uh, 
We're, we've been listening to the Killers a little recently. No, we haven't. Or no, no, we, haven't. Uh, well, we have not yeah, I don't even know how did yeah how did we get onto the Killers that we decided we we're going to talk because about last it. week you made a joke about the polyphonic spree mm. and after I said I did make a joke about the polyphonic spree you did spray. make a joke about the polyphonic, yeah. and we were continuing to joke about the polyphonic spree and I think I said. I think the Strokes are basically to blame for the polyphonic spree being popular. <laughs> polyphonic spree because like I feel like the Strokes started this whole like retro rock thing where like yeah. they kind of reference the 60s and like any band after them that this whole like referencing older rock and roll became marketable. So polyphonic spree which kind of references like 60s 70s I feel yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know this kind of like uh, hippie rock music. I'm like, how did that ever come popular? Probably just because of the Strokes. Maybe there's some kind of lineage there. Whatever. It just, yeah, it all and it all then, spiraled from the Strokes in the early 2000s. I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think they're kind of to blame for that bullshit. But um, and I just said the Killers. We were, I don't know. So we started talking about all those indie bands that followed the Strokes, and the Killers were like the Vegas Strokes. You know, they were. Yeah, like, that's what they were. I think they're good. I <laughs> like the Killers. I I. <laughs> I don't. I really? really, really don't. Yeah, I really don't. I I didn't like the first. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. I kind of can't stand them. I mean, the first album, what was their first album? Mr. Hot Fuzz came out. Uh, Hot Fuzz, yeah, Hot Fuzz, I think it was called. And I was working at Urban Outfitters. So oh, all right, well. If you think I all goddamn day I was just folding graphic tees and listening to like, Breaking my back just to know your name. <laughs> yeah, somebody like, told me, yeah. Oh, God, and I didn't like it. I really, really hated it. And I mean, I Get, I got this Mr. Brightside is a good song and everything, but I was very anti-killers when they wow, first came out. Wow, Very okay. anti-killers. Wow, contrarian girl. Oh, yeah. Um, but I liked... The, then Sam's Town came out. They're like Springsteen-inspired album, and I got into that. I honestly thought when you were young, it was okay. like a, not a bad pop song. I got into Sam's Town. It, it, it's funny. Did you <laughs> listen to their most recent... You, you didn't listen. Did you, I did. You did. Yeah. Because that's... I'm like, are they doing Nebraska by Springsteen? I like, thought the same thing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is just literally. I wrote like I was like I was like, are these like songs that Bruce wrote and just didn't record that Brandon Flowers bought from him? Like this know. is crazy that he, I couldn't. I got through four songs and I was out. Uh, yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. yeah, but um, so yeah, I was really into Sam's Town, and then. But, I didn't realize Samstown was like a Bruce uh, homage. Yeah, for sure. Oh, big right, I'll have to like re-listen to that. If okay. you ever listen to like The River is Wild, it's like... Yeah, okay. And even when you were young, it's like... Burr, 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 yeah, burr. that totally, you're right. That's it sounds total... like um, Born to Run a little bit. Like, yeah. Burr, 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 yeah, burr. okay. I could see yeah. that. I don't know. Um, but then the... Learning fall... on some beautiful boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think after Samstown, it was that song that was like... Uh, are we human or are we dancer and that song i hate it as much as i hate how bizarre i it immediately rubbed me the wrong way i hate it i i hate it i hate it so i totally turned off the killers again are we are we human or are we dancer was on my dad's uh post cancer album (laughs) sorry sorry, dad sorry rest in peace to my dad sorry dad rest in peace george i'm not i'm not dissing your music taste no no and he he even said he heard music because my dad had uh stage four cancer in his throat which he beat that's not how he eventually died Mm -hmm. uh but no he like literally said that after like the chemo and stuff he heard music differently and he had this whole out like he had this whole cd of songs that like kesha was on it wow perry he had a few and he said he just he just sounds it sounded different to him like That's music music sounded different to him and yeah human i was like driving uh i was like 18 19 i guess and i was like driving and i had his like 
CD on, and like Are We Human? Are We Dancer came oh on. God, I was like, wow, so cute. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, wow. So George. yeah, Are We Human? We should also preface that I think your dad, maybe before that, only listened to Bruce Springsteen, like kind of like hardcore classic rock. Yeah, Yeah, like like, it was like Bruce Springsteen. uh, I mean, he was he was into some hair metal. Like he loved Van Halen. Like he was like a hardcore Van Halen guy. But yeah, like really like Bruce Neil. I think Neil Young. He probably would have said Neil Young was his favorite. But he was like a rock guy. Yeah, a hardcore seventies rock. Like hardcore seventies American rock. He's not about to. Yeah, before he's not someone you would pin to make a playlist with Katy Perry and the Killers. No, no, and, and, and I think like if you talk to my mom like he she would say that like he did love like women's singer like women's mm-hmm. voices like he did always i guess always did like two like women's voices and thought they were great uh i think famously he liked uh carrie underwood when you know my family <laughs> would watch american idol and like carrie i remember him just like saying carrie underwood's favorite mom being like oh really <laughs> like, oh, that's your favorite <laughs> yeah, I thought, uh, she was very talented <laughs> yeah yeah that's just great voice great great voice great, great voice that carrie underwood that carrie underwood yeah got a louisville slugger to both <laughs> end lines <laughs> so uh but yeah, no, interesting. Apparently, yeah, apparently the chemotherapy in his neck changed his uh, hearing, and That's he crazy. and he liked "Are We Human or Are We Dancer?" Because well, of it. yeah, I guess I got to get some chemo. I don't know. Yeah, I, we need I, to read the chemo our neck and yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, because I like that song. Okay. You, you do, because maybe it'll change your hearing. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I can't. Like, I, it's like of how it makes me cringe. I just, I really don't enjoy it. And <laughs> yeah, so that's when I, I like turned off the Killers again. I was, but I, did, did you like them when they first came out? I did. I, I, I liked the hits. Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't like into the. You know, I, I was like you know. I, I think I was like, I was a contrarian kid. I wasn't. My thing was like I'm not hardcore music. Okay. No, what? I like pop. I mean, I like rap. Um, I like the Killers though. Like Mr. Brightside, classic. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like uh, when you were young and like when those songs mm-hmm. came out off Sam Town, I thought those were good. So you were just like a casual fan. You were like you were like casual fan, casual fan, Ca- casual fan. Uh, and you know, since you know, in the past week, I've been listening to them again. I'm like, I love the Killers. <laughs> I, so you know, I, I I came up with a game, but now I didn't I didn't know that you didn't like the Killers. So I'm almost like you should play the game with me, where you read bands to me. Okay. Or no, I think this could work. I think this could work. I think you're going to say all these people over the Killers, but we can try it. Okay, we'll try it. I, I mean, we'll reverse it if it's if it's a, if it's a total bust. All right. So I came up with a game called Killers or. I love it. Okay. Where I'm going to read names of bands and you just got to, off okay. the top of your head, first gut instinct, who do you like more? Okay. Killers or the band, I'm going to say. I'm so ready. Ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Killers or the Strokes? Strokes. Killers or Weezer? Weezer. Killers or Interpol? Interpol. Killers or Modest Mouse? Modest Mouse. Killers Wait. or Block Party? Uh, Block Party. Killers or Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Killers or Maroon 5? Killers. Killers or Bikini Kill? Bikini Kill. Killers or Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. Killers? Really? Hell yeah. Killers or Fun? Killers. All right. Those are the 10 I... <laughs> that was good! <laughs> Those are the 10 I came up with. Yeah, Let okay. me do it to you. All right, okay, yeah. All right. Ooh, I'm going to yeah. do it in, in an order do that it. you're not going to be ready for. Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Three, two... Wait, I have to look at... Because I'm looking at your notes now, and it's just a little different for me to get it. Okay, Killers are... I got it, I got it, I got it. Sorry. Yeah, I have a unique writing format. You do, it's okay. You do, it's you okay. Do. Okay. All right. So you ready? Killers yes. or Weezer? Killers. Killers. Oh, oh, wow. Killers or Interpol? Interpol. Good. Um, killers or Modest Mouse? Killers. Wow. Mm, yeah. Nope. Uh, that's, that's my gut. That's my gut. Killers. Yeah. Killers or Bikini Kill? Killers. I don't know enough about Bikini okay. Kill. Okay. Killers or Maroon Five? Killers. 
if, if either of us said Maroon 5, that would have been a whole new podcast. Yeah, that would, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. sorry. Um, killers or Bon Jovi? <laughs> killers. Wow. Killers are fun. Killers. Killers are the strokes. Strokes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that was my, this is where I originally came up with it, because I was, like, debating in my head, like, do I like the Killers? Are the Killers as good as, the, that's why I listened to their most recent album, because I was mm-hmm. like, I really like the Strokes' most recent album, and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, let me see if I'm into the kid, and I was like, oh, it's not. It's um, bad. Yeah, it's, it's really, really not really bad. Um, I don't, uh, yeah. Also, yeah, a note I wrote about the Killers, which I forgot about, was I just wrote John Mayer Wishes. John Mayer wishes he was Brandon Flowers. I'll stand up for Brandon Flowers there. John yeah. Mayer wishes he's that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, John Mayer... I don't know if John Mayer wishes he was anybody but John Mayer, but I think we wish John Mayer was Brandon Flowers. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or I just think that Brandon Flowers accomplishes a vibe that John Mayer thinks that he has. Yeah, I, I if agree. that makes sense. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Brandon Flowers is very charismatic. He, he he's good. Sure. He's a good frontman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a good voice, yeah. Yeah, I just think, like, um, I read this book on... Listen, to me. Listen to me. Who... Cares, yeah, I care. No one cares <laughs> I care. that you read a fucking book. But I do. I, I read uh, this like book on Bowie, uh, Mark Spitz, great music writer, and he pointed out how like Bowie really knew when to like go dramatic in a song, like mm, when yeah. to really, um, yeah, like he had such a great, um, like in Heroes where he. You know, heroes yeah. kind of builds God, and all this, is so good, yeah. and all of a sudden, heroes builds, and all of a sudden, when so um, Bowie does that, like I can't do it, but he breaks into that, ah, like he goes higher, and his yeah. voice kind of breaks, and yeah. it's like really emotional, like ah, I can't do it anyway. But yeah, but it's like he had such good emotional timing, and I think one thing Brandon Flowers doesn't have is good emotional timing. Really, I, I disagree. I don't think so. I feel like it's like too cu- consistent. I feel like every song has these like big emotional breaks. And for me, I'm almost like, chill, Brandon, chill. I need you to kind hmm, of okay. have a little more of a... It's just... But I mean, I don't know. That's the, I think that's always been their thing. It's kind of over-the-topness. So oh, yeah, totally. Maybe, maybe yeah, it's just me yeah. just like kind of like... Just preference, but um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, no one compares to Bowie, but I do think no. he, I do think he can, he can hit a good emotional note. Brandon Flowers, and, and, there's uh, a lot, there's a lot, there's of, a lot. Like, I, I mean, mean, you're right, man. It is kind of constant and over the top. Yeah, but, and uh, you have to be in the mood for it. Like, I, there's a song called "The River Is Wild" on Samstown, <laughs> and that's like a total Bruce vibe. But at one point, he just goes, um, he's like, "Run for the hills before they burn a shuck a little," and he keeps going like, <laughs> "A shuck a little, so dumb, I'm not a shuck a little," and it's like. I'm not into this right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really I'm need to be in the mood for the river. Yeah, wild, you, you, I guess. you've got to really be ready for Bland. Yeah, he's a lot. He's yeah, intense. Agreed. 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 But, um, All right. So my take about the killer is more positive than yours. Yeah, and that's yeah. okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a hey, you know too... different tastes, different people. It's okay. Yeah. We're all music is subjective. It's, it's not. True. It's not objective. Music is subjective, as yeah. all entertainment is. Yeah, but so. yeah, we should. I feel like God. I don't know, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I uh, maybe I'm being too hard on the killers. I don't know. No, but, you're not. No, you know, no, no, you know, hey. But the new stuff is bad. You're new right. stuff like, is bad. I, you know, no as, offense. As but. far as those bands like aging, yeah, the Strokes have done an incredible job of putting out consistently good music. Their latest you album know? was awesome. Oh, yeah. Like I like really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 consistently put out like new, interesting, good music as opposed to like I mean Interpol. I feel like. Like, a lot of those bands from the early 2000s, like, I check in on them. And, like, yeah, like, Interpol, I have not really been Just inter- can't keep your attention. No, I check yeah, in. Okay. I don't really get interested in... I'm trying to think who else was the other one. Yeah, I was thinking about The Strokes versus somebody else. Maybe it was Interpol, because I feel like we had this mm. conversation of, like, I kind of was more into Interpol during the early 2000s when they all started. Like, 
Like those then first, the strokes. yeah, like those wow, first two okay. Interpol albums are like they're so good, yeah. And they really, totally, yeah. when I put them on, like bring me back, yeah, big time, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. very emotionally connected to those. And I was into the Strokes, but I feel like the Strokes just are very consistent in putting out like good, good, interesting albums and like, yeah, like especially yeah, their new album was really good. Um, and who knew? Yeah, like Julian Casablancas is like kind of singing ballads on the new album. Like he hadn't seen, I really yeah. haven't heard them sing. a yeah, like an emotional, almost like borderline a ballad. It was like, what? So, um, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Interesting uh, early 2000s bands and how they're aging. It's kind of interesting, you know? It is interesting. I, I love keeping tabs <laughs> on the bands of our youth. Oh, I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, <laughs> of killers. Yeah, that's a good transition. What are we doing with Tide Pods? Wow. What are we doing with Tide Pods? Killing here? babies. Um, yeah, we saw a commercial for Tide Pods. You know, you were paying more attention to the commercial than I was. Like, what was the disclaimer? It was it like... It was crazy. It wasn't even a disclaimer. It was this open, open, uh, open danger of Tide... Like, per, like basically, <laughs> the commercial portrayed the danger of Tide Pods falling into the hands of children. Like, literally, I think the woman was doing laundry, and, like, the little Tide Pod, like, fell off the table, and they were like, be careful. You don't want your Tide Pods falling into the hands of your young ones, because it will kill them. I mean, like, that's yeah. literally <laughs> what the commercial said, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's crazy. That, yeah, because then when you pointed that out to me, my thing was like... The only two things in America that have, like, killed, where children have died, and we're just like, yeah, sorry, we can't do anything about it. It's like guns and Tide Pods. Guns and Tide Pods. It's guns and Tide Pods. Yeah. So and like, that's it. Who is funding Tide Pods? Yeah, what is the Tide Pod? Pod, Tod? Is it, yeah, what's, where's Big Tide Pod? Where's Big Tide? Where's yeah. the Tide Pod NRA? Like, what is it? Because, it's like, and also, if I was a parent, I was like, I think I just wouldn't buy Tide Pods. I think I would just go detergent then. This, right? Yeah, this is what I don't understand. Like, is it... What is so convenient about it that you need Tide Pods? Like, you really can't pour a little bit of the detergent into your machine? Like, give me a break. I don't know. Like, my mother was the kind of mother who was, like, very overwhelmed by all the housework she had to do. And so, like, my dad did nothing. And she had to do everything. And it definitely got to her. So, like, anytime there was kind of, like, a development in the cleaning, house cleaning world, like, she She would hop on board. Yeah. Yeah, So, like, like, remember, I think even the Clorox wipes, like, the cleaning... you don't have to spray and the cleaner onto yeah, a paper it's, it's towel. It's two in one, yeah. Okay. And you just you can buy them, and they're already there. She was like, "Isn't this the greatest thing that's ever <laughs> happened?" I mean, it was like such a big thing in her life because, okay. like, so I think maybe with these women who are uh, domestic servants and work full time, and they're overwhelmed, yeah. and there is new cleaning technology that makes sense. Yeah. They do feel seen, I think, and they get excited. Yeah, my mom, yeah, yeah. Did your mom buy Tide Pods? Because my mom bought Tide Pods. My mom did not buy Tide Pods. As I know, maybe she did. I, I don't know. My mom, no, there yeah. were some Tide Pods in our in, in our, uh, our okay. laundry room, so I, okay. I do think it's like this weird, you know, thing where if there is kind of these improvements and making domestic work a little bit easier, the 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 you know. I mean, I guess yeah, I guess it does mean you just throw it in, you don't have to pour. But I'm like, if this was killing children, right? What are you doing? Can't we just go uh, back to pouring a little? Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I just think the convenience of it. Yeah, is, I guess it is a sellable thing to like yeah. overwhelmed women. <laughs> to as, clean you know, you, house. You, yeah, you did. You did put it in a way that as a as a straight cis man, yeah, I was not thinking. I was thinking. I was like, I was like, I guess it makes sense if you're like old and have like arthritic wrists and you can't carry a your brittle little bones will shatter if you try to pour some Tide. That makes sense. You just yeah. grab a little pod. 
Uh, but you're right. It may, there's there's a, a lot of women who do the brunt in this country of raising the family, doing all the chores, and they're working full time at this point. So yeah. I, I get it. I, yeah. I, I, I get just it. Like, did you see? They made it easier. <laughs> ah, <laughs> they made it easier. They get it. You know, like it's it's crazy. But if now we find that that convenient technology is killing children, I think we can do away yeah. with it. Because right, <laughs> I, I work I work in an apartment building, and this was like seven or eight years ago. All of a sudden, one day. Like, my boss comes up, and he's got, like, a hundred of, uh, like, little, like, you know, electric socket casings. Because mm-hmm. I guess some kid somewhere in Manhattan or Brooklyn or whatever mm. put his finger in the apartment building socket. And electric- he didn't mm. die, but he electrocuted himself. Yeah. Immediately, like, law passed. So now it's like, if if a city inspector comes to the building and sees that you don't have casings on your... You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. So I'm like, what is this with Tide Pods? It really is. Like, what is this with Tide Pods? It's just keeping it. There's, there's no legislation. Right. There's no, we're just openly advertising and selling it. And why are we advertising it in a way where we're still advertising it to moms with little children? Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Now the convenience should be for, like, the young Gen Z who's like, is it Gen Z who's young? I have no idea. No, no well, Gen Z's like 20 now. Okay. They're like, they're like late teens, the early Zoomer, 20s. Now. I don't, I don't. The I Zoomers don't are late. It's Gen Alpha who are the little kids Okay, now. thank you. Okay, so whatever the Gen young young 20 gen, something gen alpha i don't know i can't take the generational shit like really stresses me out i don't know why because <laughs> I, I can't put them people into categories like that because i really see i see everyone acting the same way it's, I, yeah, I don't everyone. understand i feel like an old an old boomer on their phone is acting the same way as an alpha whatever everyone's doing the same shit we're I, all I, trash bags you're all trash we're bags. all trash bags trash. All, you're all trash we're all trash so yeah. I, I can't keep the generation straight i'm not someone who identifies with what generation i am like i'm apparently a geriatric millennial and you're I'm a like, geriatric millennial i'm a regular millennial yeah i'm like i kind of identify with someone from like victorian era i don't know i i don't i, I don't understand any of this like it doesn't make any sense to me but i'm saying if you're marketing a tide pod to women with young children you should market it to like a young young 20 something who is just so busy with school in my life and i just don't have time yeah yeah, and yeah, yeah. it makes my laundry easier and now, yeah. now i have time to like do all the young things i want like that, I, I, that makes I, sense someone why? needs to get you in the tide pod boardroom i know yeah, right but yeah. big big tide pod won't let it happen no now they, these young moms are the ones buying. I yeah, guess they with the most spending power. Maybe crazy, I don't know. Yeah, crazy overworked moms are like, this makes it easier. This makes it easier. <laughs> they have to raise two babies while their husband does nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, they work. Uh, it's it's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's it's crazy though. So it so yeah, we, that's just been something we've been thinking about. What's going right. on with Tide Pods? What how is, is going on how, with Tide Pods? How is this? Nothing has changed, even though multiple children have died. Nothing has changed. Yeah, and they're openly saying, uh, hey, get by Tide Pods. Whoops, be careful. It might kill your child. Tide Pods. Yeah. Like, it's absolutely crazy. insane. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, also insane, let's let's segue into this. You are getting some street harassment, Justin. I've been harassed multiple times in the last couple weeks. What is going on? I don't know. I mean, I, well, I'm, also, I'm always a magnet to, like, psycho energy i don't know why i think it's because i i shine pretty bright Mm -hmm. i'm very pure let's be honest i'm I'm a very pure person okay i'm pure i'm too pure for this world sure i'm just very real you are i just think you're also real you're also a very tall redheaded guy (laughs) it's a tall redheaded (laughs) pure man 
What uh, was this purity that you're speaking of? That I, I'm like, uh, excuse I'm me. just too real for this world. Okay. I'm so just too real for this world. It's actually it just, realness. It, it's realness. It's right. purity. It's mm-hmm. realness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. You do have a light that shines bright. I, I do people, have a light that shines bright. Maybe people, that's really what it boils down to. Right. Okay. So, so, so a couple weeks, so this is like two weeks ago now. I'm walking to the train to get to work. I'm like, a guy like halfway down the street from me is like walking. He like stops and turns to me and goes... You look like Richie Cunningham, <laughs> redheaded, redheaded Ron Howard from Happy Days. He's not wrong. You don't look like. Richie I don't look Cunningham. like. I don't look like Ron Howard. No, it's a little. But you know, you know, if you see me from far away, I guess. You know, well, just sure. a redheaded guy. Who, who was this guy harassing you? I don't know. I, I don't know if he, I don't want to. Cause I'm like I don't know if he was homeless. I don't know what was going on with this right. guy. You know, it was just a. You know, I don't know what was going on with this guy. But just, you haven't you had know. a street heckle in a long time. Not That's, a while. Yeah. And it did make me think, like, I'm like, I, I am a little bit, like, redheads, like, we're still the only group of people, even, like, post-Me Too, post-Trump, post-We Are Holding People Accountable. Yeah. Who, like, still, we just kind of have to take it. You know, we, like, kind of just, like, I, I was walking down the street, and I heard there was some girl, and it, it wasn't in relation to me, so it was just, like, I just happened to be walking by a girl, mm-hmm. you know, like, I was behind her, and I was, like, passing her. She was walking slow on the phone, and as I'm passing her, like, she's just, like, in mid-conversation being, like, ginger. She said ginger. <gasps> Which I'm, like, whenever I hear that word, I'm, like, what are you really saying? <laughs> that's what, that's really, as a redhead, like, you know, I'm not really offended by it, but it does make me go, like, what are you really, t- what are you saying? Yeah. What do you really, what does that mean? Yeah. Really, what does that mean? Ginger? <laughs> that's a hard G. I, it's a it is a hard G, and I will say like you know, and I'm, I'm being facetious. So we're no, making jokes. We're Justin making jokes is here. Fine with his hair color. It's Re- fine. Rearrange every letter in the N word. <laughs> what do you get? I don't know, and I don't want to say. I'm not, Ginger. I'm not saying it's it. the same letters. Okay, it's the same letters. Okay. Uh, that's all I'm saying is, what are you really, what are you really saying when you're calling us redheads, Ginger? What really, what do you mean? Just get to it. That's where I would just get to it. What are you saying? Are you saying people are trying to? Okay. No, I'm not saying. Obviously, saying, I'm not you're, saying. You're saying that. it's a slur. You're saying it's a. Negative I'm saying it's a slur. slur. I'm yes, saying it's a yes, slur, yes, and it's yes. interesting that it's the same letters. Obviously, I, you know, that that word is there is obviously so much more violence and hatred right. and you're everything. Making they, a joke. I'm making a making joke. Making a joke. Yes. I'm making a joke, and at the same time, also being like. White girl on her phone saying ginger. What are you really saying? Right. What are you saying? Uh, Adele one time saw an interview of her saying she would never date a ginger guy. What are you saying? Uh, what, are you, what are you saying, Adele? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, so all right. So, so, this guy yells Richie Cunningham at me. I, like, just kind of laugh. And then we talked about the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you, so you that, talked about the Brooklyn Nets we, with him? Yeah, because I was wearing my Nets hat. Oh my god. So we talked about the Brooklyn Nets for a See, minute. your light does shine bright, because you get harassed, and then you talk to these people who are, you're not just like... Well, he, I mean, I was like approaching this guy, and he was just waiting for me. You know, it was the type oh, of thing where like, okay. I was cutting down a side street, you know, like that side street, walking over to the 30th Avenue train. So mm-hmm. basically I'm walking down the street, and he's just waiting at the end of the street for me now. Okay. So it's not like so. The only way I can not is if I just turn around, which I'm like, eh, this guy's fine. I'm not going to turn right. around. I'm not scared of this guy. Yeah. Like, so then, and then as I get closer, he sees my Nets hat. He says something about the Nets, and then we like talked about the Nets for a minute. And I was like, but still, fine. most people, if someone is kind of like, or at least for me, if if anyone is like talking to me on the street, I pretty much just ignore them and keep going. I'm I, too real. I'm too pure. Really That's what I'm are. saying. You I'm really too real. For, I'm too pure for this world. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I made a friend with that guy, <laughs> even though he harassed me and called me Richie Cunningham. I'm like, like, you know, but I'm just like, can we, you know, our redheads, are we ever going to get our moment where we get to be like, hey, it's 
It's fucked up when you say that. <laughs> We're never gonna get our moment. Well, you, you, you glad. Well, I'm taking it. Yeah, on the entertainment, uh, entertainment podcast, that, they are. And that's the only question I want to pose: is what are you really saying when you say ginger? What are you saying? I mean, I think it's crazy because a lot of people are attracted. I'm attracted to gingers. I think no, not. people are. Reddit, Reddit, Andy met, Cohen yeah. openly loves gingers. Well, um, I, you know, I want to give some credit. Uh, to Rupert Grint and Ed Shireen. I, I think they started to turn the tide as far as redheaded men being seen in a sexual manner. I disagree. Those... Not, I'm not saying by everyone, but okay. I do think like like Rupert Grint was a heartthrob. Like, he was like an okay. early redhead kind of heartthrob that okay. like girls were like, he's cute. Ed Shireen, uh, from the generation lower than us, yeah, I think, okay. those girls were definitely like into him. Yeah, you're and right. I feel like they, I mean, Prince Harry, a big one, yeah, you, know, uh-huh. he, you know, Prince Harry was a, was a heartthrob guy. So there, there's been some guys who've made Who've broken down some doors? Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. There's yeah, Eric Stoltz. There's the guy, and and, uh, he's interesting too because you watch some of his old roles. He's like one of the few redheads in Hollywood at that time who his red hair wasn't even addressed. Like he was just like Mm. a redheaded guy playing a character. You know what I mean? Like the ginger. He wasn't the ginger nerd. You know, like so. Way to go, Eric Stoltz. Love Eric Stoltz. Great representation for redheads. Great representation. Great representation. Love Eric Stoltz. Great in Pulp Fiction. So, yeah, so that was the first uh, moment of harassment. Then, just a few days ago, I'm at work, I'm doorman. This is a minute after I get, I start my shift. Mm-hmm. Like, literally a minute after I start my shift. All of a sudden, there's this girl standing in front of the building with a bouquet of roses. And her, like, friend, who I, I you know, I don't want to assume, I think may have been gay. I'm not sure. Whatever. You know, her male friend. What are you trying to say? No. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to, you know, no, no. I have no problems with anyone. I am, a, I am a lover of all people. You're real. I really am. I'm too pure. I love all people. <laughs> um, so, so he's got a, a video. Not a, not a, like, recording, like a, like a camera. Camera. Mm-hmm. Snapping pictures. So standing out front, I see them. I'm like, whatever. All of a sudden, the girl starts coming up to the door. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm starting to open the door for her. And she goes, hi, we're giving, we're giving flowers to doormen today. And I just go, no, yeah, I just said, go. no, I just said, no. And then she was like, you don't want them. I was like, yeah, no, I don't want any of these. And I just closed the door on her. And then they both like open mouth, like did like a hee hee face. And then like, I had a coworker and he was like, oh, I would take in the flowers. But I was like, this girl was not trying to fuck either of us. <laughs> like, just please <laughs> calm down, dude. This girl's not trying to fuck us. I, don't, I was like, the guy had a camera. I don't want to be involved in whatever's going on there. <sighs> So yeah, I just get approached by people because yeah. they think they're going to mess with me and I stand up to them. <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, those were my two in the last like week and a half of just like, come on, leave yeah. me alone, universe. I'm just yeah. trying to live. Like, yeah. I don't need this. What are you trying to say, universe? Yeah. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? So yeah. that was really, that's really it with my, with my getting, uh harassed over the last week and a half and my yeah. little little you know justice for redheads diatribe absolutely monologue. justice for redheads yeah thank oh. you no yeah you you can say ginger because you fuck one so let's make this like call her daddy podcast now and just be like yeah i fuck ginger i fuck them i love to ride a ginger you ever ride a ginger isn't that like yeah like, i mean i've never listened to call oh, call her daddy call but her daddy, yeah. i know what it is i'm I never listen, but I imagine that's what it is. Yeah, uh, I'm sure whatever, they've got I, some fucking gingers episode. Yeah, there has to be a there has to be a ginger fuck episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, justice for gingers for sure. Um, I bet Andy Warhol liked gingers. I bet he totally uh, listened to gingers. Yeah. yeah, I watched the Andy Warhol Diaries 
this week and became like completely obsessed, completely engrossed. Um, kind of took over. This I, is like a documentary series, you said, right? Yeah, it was a documentary series on Netflix, and I was like avoiding watching it because I knew I would get. I don't know why I'm like I've always been really into Warhol. I feel like it's a very uncool thing to be into right now. Turf. I know it's turf. Like, Andy Warhol's like problematic now, and <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm like I'm. I don't mean to be an Andy Warhol apologist. Like I get it if you're not into him. I think the documentary did a good job of showing like all, all sides of you know, and it's also yeah. Go ahead, you, you go. Oh no, I, you can yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to you about it. I just, I do think the documentary did a good job of showing like all sides of him. They interviewed a lot of different people and artists who were involved with him. So it, it, it did good. It, it was like a documentary that showed like a lot of different perspectives as opposed to just like those horrible like J Lo's documentary where J Lo produced it. You know, so it was like a different type of documentary on Netflix. Um, but it was really, really good. And there, and mm. I, I actually worked. Uh, I worked at the Whitney when the the Warhol rep- retrospective was there. So I thought I pretty much knew like all of the a lot of the projects he did or the side projects he did but there were things in the documentary that I had no idea about and they just kind of like blew my mind and one of them was um Fab Five Freddy I can't believe this was not in the Whitney retrospective of Warhol's Work. Yeah, shame um, on whoever curated this. I'm not, yeah, yeah, uh, I, you won't go there, but I no, will. And this is me it. talking. This is not her talking. <laughs> yeah, she retired the curator, so yeah. I, don't, I think that's fine. I'm just laughing at her. She's like, the cur- this is actually a funny story. So the curator of the uh, of Warhol show at the Whitney, her name is Donna DeSalvo, I think, and. Um, Jay-Z came to see, this is a former job, so I'm talking about a former job, I don't work there anymore, I'm talking about a former job, so I can't, I don't think I can get in trouble for talking about this, but, um. That's a story. Yeah, um, so Jay-Z came, because Jay-Z had, he owns, uh, like the gold Rorschach painting that Warhol did, I think it's like the cover of his, oh, okay, his wow. biography, I don't know if it's the gold one, but he, he, he owns a bunch of Warhols, I think he actually owns one of the Warhol Basquiat paintings, um. He owns one of them, so he's. he's oh, wow, okay. I mean, it, he, yeah, he's. I think he's big into Warhol, and um, so one day we were at work, and Jay Z came to tour the uh, the Warhol show. Very cool. yeah, yeah, I I missed it. It was before work started, but a few of my coworkers. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, a few of my coworkers saw him because it like kind of uh, the tour went over to when um, they like saw the tail end of it basically. Yeah, when you got and tour, he was yeah. apparently like so nice, and he talked to a few of the people, talked to a few of my coworkers in the galleries and everything. Very cool. And love then, Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. Love he, Jay-Z. Yeah. Love the best. Yeah. yeah. Like, the no, best. Not a bad thing to say about him. Yeah. Um, and then, so, but later on, the, but the curator is a, she's an older woman. She's probably in her 50s, 60s. She retired after that show, I think. So, oh, no. so Jay-Z <laughs> comes to tour the show in the morning. And then apparently Beyonce wanted to come and see the show um, after we closed that night, right? Um, but wow. the curator was like, yeah, no, I, I'm tired. I want to go home. I'm not giving Beyonce a tour. Oh, Whoa. I mean, amazing. I love, I was like. Kind of insane. Kind of. Kind of respected. Totally respected. I mean, Totally yeah. respect um, the curator wow. to just be like, yeah, you know, I'm tired. I don't need to give Beyonce a tour. Beyonce, you should have oh. gotten your ass there with your husband in the morning. My God. For, if you want. This lady to give you Donna a tour. does not care. Donna She's doesn't tired. fuck around. She's yeah, Donna's, tired. Donna's going home. She's going home. Yeah. So like this other like respect curator, to Donna, right? I think that is so funny that Donna. I forgot her name. Donna Salvo. I forgot her name. But Donna was just like, no, I'm not giving it. It was like this whole That's thing, amazing. and then they had yeah. to like scramble to like oh find God. another curator to, to give like, give this tour. Beyonce wow. a tour. Anyway, amazing. Um, wow. But yeah, so I thought I pretty much knew most of Warhol's projects or and they and they did a good job of that show of like showing all the kind of like because he's just so prolific and, and 
got involved in so many other things other than the art world. Like, he's just a mainstream artist, so there's all these other... Like, he did, you know, uh, he had a show on MTV. He had um, just, just other art world... Just projects other outside the art world that he did, like yeah. the MTV show, and of course the the music with Lou Reed, the exploding plastic, mm. plastic yeah. inevitable thing. Anyway, yeah. um, but I did not know that uh, Fab Five Freddy, he's a graffiti artist um, from Brooklyn. He went on to host Yo MTV Raps. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah really cool. cool yeah. And he was in the documentary, and he had really great commentary on Warhol but what they showed which I'd never seen before was he painted because he he was involved in this crew that was called the Fabulous Five I guess and, yeah the Fabulous Five and they were this Brooklyn-based graffiti artist uh, a, a group that uh, graffitied all the subway cars so like I'm sure you've seen that like there was a time I think in the, like the late 70s early 80s where the subway cars were all like graffitied yeah. in New York um, which I say bring that back totally come on Eric Adams this is a win for you it kind of is like they should just do yeah. sponsored graffiti cars yeah. at this point like it's yeah. ridiculous yeah. i mean it would be so cool but back then when it was completely illegal and graffiti art was kind of just getting off the ground fab five freddy and i forget his partner who did it excuse me i don't remember his name but um they created this homage to warhol um on the subway car and they they created his campbell soup cans on the subway spilling over and then graffiti um paint kind of pouring out so like this so like it the Campbell's, cool. yeah. yeah. So like the Campbell's soup cans are spilling over, and the graffiti is uh, graffiti paint is kind of pouring out, connecting them. And then he wrote on the Campbell's soup cans, um, uh, "Dada Pop Art Fab Five Freddy." So like it was like this kind of conceptual idea that he made to like connect graffiti art with established art trends in the art world, like pop art and Dadaism. And it just like blew my mind. And it's so beautiful. They have footage of it, like snaking through the city so it even looks like the cans are moving and they That's are cool. spilling yeah. it's yeah. like one of the most incredible things i've ever i loved it and it's like so smart and this <clears throat> connecting art like con- connecting your art with like former popular art movements is such a trope in the art world now like every dumb conceptual artist <laughs> will like dress up like duchamp to make their work relevant Everybody okay. does it. Everybody does it. it. It like makes your work kind of like instantly relevant because people can write about it. You can get better grants if you can kind of connect your work to like older work, older art history. It just it just makes it relevant. It makes it like you can get money easier, I think. So it's like such a trope. And for like Fab Five Freddy to do it back when it wasn't really a trope yet. And it was like... Very cool. Just yeah. very cool. Yeah, very and cool. like, I don't know. It just kind of like blew my mind. So... Highly recommend that documentary. Um, the other project I didn't know about, and then it's the last thing I'll talk about, but um, really blew my mind was Warhol. <laughs> like, I think it was even after he got shot, so he wasn't even like '60s his best looking self. Like after he got shot, he he really went kind of. Uh, he just didn't. He was ill. I mean, he just wasn't as healthy, so he kind of had a more skeletal look to himself. Yeah. And uh, he was wearing his wig, and he got himself signed to a male modeling agency. Wow. And they showed the contact sheets of like all the male models, and they all look, you know, like these gorgeous male models. And there's Warhol in his wig, <laughs> smiling. And I'm like, that is like the funniest fucking thing. It's just such good. It's one of the best comedic things. Yeah, you could. One of the funniest. Yeah, one of the funniest yeah. things you could do. Yeah, Warhol. He was very funny. Like they showed him. Because he, he was on SNL. That's another thing I'm saying. Like, these kind of side projects he yeah. got himself into. Um, he was on SNL, and they showed a clip from it, and he just said, 
oh, hi, I'm on SNL, which is crazy because I think the show sucks. I mean, like, that, to me, that's so funny to just <laughs> yeah. go on SNL. And, and I don't think you could do that anymore. I don't know. It's so no, funny. I don't think Lauren would allow it. Today. I don't think so. I, I think the show is just legitimately not good enough for him to allow a celebrity co- to come on and shit on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, in the 70s or whenever that was, like, it's free-for-all. Anything yeah, yeah, now it's just, like, it's just now, like, the kind of edginess. It's a YouTube show, basically. It's a YouTube show where certain certain celebrities get to come on and be edgy about political like Chappelle gets to come on and be like edgy Woody yeah. Harrelson gets to come on and freak everybody out about a dumb throwaway <laughs> COVID marijuana joke that people like what <laughs> like, oh, I, didn't see I mean that. that's like an open mic joke that he made it was I like I missed this wow okay he, oh that was like another thing people were up in arms about because oh Woody Harrelson went on SNL and did a joke about because he's like a pro very pro weed guy very pro weed he was Harrelson. just making a joke about how Friend of the pod, Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah. Friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of entertainment entertainment here. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he, he did a joke about how it's, like, crazy how, you know, he used to get so much, you know, weed used to be illegal and he used to, I don't know, it was, like, something about leaving the house, something about the vaccine and and marijuana. I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch it, but I just heard it was, like, such a controversy. Wow. So I feel like that's where SNL keeps itself kind of edgy and relevant. Yeah, it's like only the hosts get to be edgy. Like, only the, celebrity, so. only the celebrity hosts get to do a little bit of edginess. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that's it. That's all. I, I got, like, very – I highly recommend it, even if you're not into Warhol. There's just a lot of – Oh, there he, you go. You know. So much celebrities that he was involved yeah. in. So even if you don't like art, there's just so much celebrity – um, stuff in there. It's very good. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for letting me talk about Fab Five Freddy. No, and I, I, I didn't I, know Fab Five Freddy hosted at Yo MTV Raps. Like that's pretty. That's a pretty you yeah. know pretty cool career from Fab Five Freddy. Yeah, yeah. and, and, like, and yeah. also he got he like. there was that whole connection between like graffiti art coming into the art world and also hip hop, uptown hip hop. Wow. uh, Combining with like uh, no wave, like Blondie, Talking Heads, post punk, like all that music. That's that's interesting. Coming together. And so like Fab Five Freddy was kind of like the bridge for a lot, a lot of different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So very cool figure. Fab Five Freddy. Love Fab Five Freddy. We love another friend of the pod. Another friend of the pod. Woody Harrelson, (laughs) Fab Five Freddy. Yeah. We really got, um, anyway. Yeah. So can't recommend him enough. Yeah. So we'll get out of here um, because yeah, I think... I, I, I have to use the restroom. Justin has to pee. All right. Go ahead. I, I can close it. I can All close right, it yeah, out. Caitlin's going to close this out. Yeah. I'm just saying, right? Caitlin's closing us out here. Yeah. So um, before I watched the uh, Warhol documentaries, my only real reference, sadly, for um, Fab Five Freddy was that Blondie checked his name in that uh, song Rapture where she... <sighs> I mean, she raps, which is not good. It's not good. I don't think... And I also think that was, like, one of the first uh, rap songs played on MTV, which, again, that's that's humiliating. But um, still a good song. Still a solid Blondie song. I think my favorite Blondie song is uh, Union City Blues. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, the beginning of this is good. Okay, the beginning of this is really good. Anyway. But the rap is not good. I think Atomic is my second favorite Blondie song. Union City Blues, Atomic. Oh, Dreaming, three. Dreaming is really good. I actually think Dreaming is my most played Blondie song. Anyway. All right. Well, this was Entertainment Entertainment. Um, I'm Caitlin McKee. Uh, Justin Engermeyer is in the bathroom, but it's an entertaining conversation between two comedians. And this is Blondie Rapture, name-checking Fab Five Freddy.